Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, I did not come up with a nickname today. Cohen, I am <laughs> right. And together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. I'm, I'm working on that one right now. Okay. I hope hey, that worked. Right. I hope that one worked. Hey, everybody. Can you hear me now? Can you hear Spike now? Here we go. We're going to see what they say. Anyway, if you can't hear me, I'm still seeing. Hopefully. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Still low. Hey! 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 Neat. Wait, hang on. I may, I may have, I may have a fix. It's not gonna be a great one. We are still working. Don't worry. I am doing everything in my power to make sure that you guys get spike. Yeah. Nope. Oh boy. My computer's not gonna like me doing all of this. Hopefully, hopefully. Hey, hey, everybody, it's me. Please tell me you can hear him. Can you hear Spike Cohen? Thank you, Brent. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Can... Well, that, that's good, because that might be all you get. <laughs> this episode. Oh, oh, hey, I'm just going to do this the whole time. It's no. Nope. Yeah, no. No. Oh. Oh. So to everybody watching, I found out literally like five minutes, well, about 45 minutes before the show started that I had to stream it and I haven't done that in a long time and I forgot how to set everything up. And I was like, oh, I'll do it the easy way, but I lost a cord to do it the easy way. So... Should we postpone? 
you I'm an echo in, in addition. That's not surprising at all at this juncture. Oh, hey, guys. Catch me on Kennedy tomorrow at 8 o'clock. <laughs> No, it's not. There isn't a thing to fix, Jimmy. He can't even hear me. Poor Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, the voice on the left is fine. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's the... That's, that, that, yeah. that math checks. Hey! It's like an old CB radio. It is. Okay. Just... Can you hear... Can you... You can't... So they can't hear me just very quietly. So if I talk like this... Oh, that's gonna be hey! that's gonna be awful. Um, <laughs> keep talking. I'm Spike Cohen, and yeah, you're gonna be for some reason. All of a sudden, it started coming out of that, out of my computer, and out of my earphones. Oh wow! Yeah, I have no. I yeah. Yes. And I, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. They say it's worse. <laughs> I am betting. If I do that, I bet that uh, it stops coming through my computer. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna write stuff down. I'm gonna write. <laughs> You're gonna do the entire show writing things down. Our audio listeners are going to love that. It is what it is. Here, I'm gonna write in shorthand. I don't know. They maybe. Um, <laughs> let me know if anybody can hear Spike currently. Hey, can anyone hear me currently? So Hannah, the reason that Spike isn't hosting is because his internet went out today. Because normally he he would be. And trust me, you are not the only person on this planet that wishes that were the case. The other one is right here. This one. Even though my video looks fantastic right now. Your video looks amazing. My video looks so good. It looks so much better. Um, oh, wow. They can hear me. It just sounds bad. Or they can hear you. It just sounds bad. And then you sound distant. I, I am distant. You are distant. You could just repeat everything I say. Our ratings are good. We got a lot of people tuning in. To we watch d- we do. Nonsense. Fa- Facebook was like, they figured out a workaround to stream, and so we're going to do whatever we can to... He just sounds off in a distance. Okay, so you just sound like you're off in a distance. So we're just going to go ahead. With, we're just going to go with it. We're going to go with it. And to everybody tuning in for Spike's uh, normal sardonic (laughs) sardonic and uh, 
intelligent uh, stuff. I don't know. Uh, I'm still here. Yeah. Oh, you can hear me. That's right. That is right. I'm still here. You you it's can. Just, you know, it's just very. It's not good. That's fair. That's fair. I also totally forgot to... Hey, this episode is brought to you by <laughs> Mug of Knowledge. Uh, it is smokable CBD because we here at Muddied Waters are selling smokables, y'all. And they are all excited. <laughs> uh, do you tell them about it, Spike? Well, I continue doing the stuff that I have to do that I forgot to do. Well, sure, I'd be happy to. They can't hear it, but I'll I mean, just speak as loudly as possible. Nug of Knowledge is not like the other. Uh, Gravy King too. <laughs> Gravy King. Also, back to Nug of Knowledge real quick. Yeah. Still, hang on. This is. This, this is why you're. Nug of Knowledge. The, the thing, so Nug of Knowledge is also. Uh, not your normal smokable CBD oil company like all the other ones. Uh, Nug of Knowledge also uh, has a great uh, program for people that can't afford it. They give it to them. Also, if you use checkout code SPIKE, you get 10% off over there at nugofknowledge.com. Hashtag SPIKE to get a discount on your weed. I'm sorry, Smokable CBD. Smokable CBD. Also, brought to you by Mudwater Coffee Alternative. Mudwater is the alternative to coffee. In fact, I got my Mudwater in the mail earlier today, and I can't wait to try it in the morning. Hopefully, it doesn't taste like total garbage. We're going to find out tomorrow. If you never hear about Mudwater again, you'll know why. And if you do hear about it, it what? <laughs> So also, so back, can we just go back to Mudwater real quick? Yeah. Okay. Coffee! <laughs> Someone said that. Uh, Mudwater Coffee Alternative has masala chai, cacao, not just cocoa, but cacao, mushrooms, not those kinds of mushrooms, normal people mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that's it. And does that combination of things taste good? I sure hope to God it does. Guys, uh, but if you want to try some before even knowing what it tastes like, that's probably not a good idea. But go over to muddywatersmedia.com slash mud, and you can buy yours today. Or you can wait until tomorrow, uh, and you can find out for yourself what it tastes like when I tell you. This episode also was brought, yes, also brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing Waffle House Caucus in the, well, in any, anywhere. I don't think there's another caucus built around the Waffle House. <laughs> establishment but if there is they suck and we're the best uh become a member of this caucus today by going to the facebook group libertarian party waffle house caucus uh and becoming a member if you want to become a fully credentialed seated member delegate then just go to moneywatermedia.com slash store and buy yourself a libertarian party waffle house caucus button oh yeah if you're on facebook you get subtitles so you get to get subtitles for for this train wreck for about this show. This episode also is brought to you by personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. If you get injured personally in Florida, anywhere in Florida, 
then go to chrisreynoldslaw.com and he will get you money. Sure. And yeah. also, that's the episode the, also. It's, it's, it's that one, not that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's that one. By Black Organic Coffee, the most delicious cold brew decaffeinated, or not decaffeinated, cold brew <laughs> of the other organic coffee to ever be horrifically misspelled. BLVCK is not how you spell black, but that's how they spell black. Go to blackbrewsblvckbrews.com because nothing matters anymore. And uh, use checkout code MW, which uh, spells beans to them. That's how they spell beans in the world of black coffee. Uh, So use checkout code beans, spelled MW, for free shipping today. Matt? So first and foremost... I'm going back at right that's fine. First and foremost, I would like to thank the fine people at Siesta Cava for the cava that I'm drinking on today's episode. And a lot. Ah, Jesus. Well, I'll be right back. Oh, I'll Jesus. <laughs> now, the beauty of this setup is that because it's on my Bluetooth, oh, you... uh, this thing right here, is I can continue to. I don't have. You know, I might just go take a nap and do the show. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. I may just go lay on the couch while we do the show because I can continue talking. It doesn't really matter if I'm here. Someone gave us a donation. Uh, Thank you, Jay. Adam Weggs. For... Yeah, Adam, Adam gave us $5, probably to help us with our equipment situation. Right. Um, but but now, now, to be clear, there's, this, is not, this is not an equipment problem. This is an us problem. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need a lot more money to make sure that we and get not, right. But we need much more money so that we can learn how to like take control of our own lives. Um, this, um, hey, the blue <laughs> water is what I'm drinking. That's uh, right, yeah. yeah. To all of to all of our sponsors, Blue Vinaka. <laughs> Who? So. I'm not gonna be able to do the ASMR part because no one can hear me. I mean. D- Man, I can hear you so well, so it's really weird to me that they can't. It's not frustrating at all. Um, I just really want you people to understand what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, shout out to AJ Campbell for keeping me hydrated in Georgia this weekend. Uh, uh, AJ Campbell is a nurse by trade, and she was routinely bringing me bottles of water all weekend long at the convention, which is good because I messed up my thumb and I'm on like five different antibiotics right now. And so she wanted to make sure I didn't die. So she gave me, like, I, I, I would drink an average of six or seven bottles a day. Um, so I peed a lot. And uh, thank you, Adrian. So, uh, I peed a lot. Well, that's good. <laughs> sure. Oh, God. Um, you know, let's just keep the train wreck going because yeah, why? Yeah, why the hell not? Um, so that brings us to the uh, fantastic and always wonderful cold black, cold brew black organic coffee, cold brew caffeinated co- rapid fire segment brought to you by blackbrews.com. That's B L V C K brews.com. Use code MW for free shipping. Um, for B. For beans. Well, you don't get beans. You get you get grinds. No, MW stands for beans. Oh, gotcha. Yes. 
Um, <laughs> uh, Kenneth Walker, the boyfriend of Brianna Taylor, uh, who was there the night that she was murdered by police and uh, in her home as after they broke in and opened fire, has had the attempted murder charges dropped against him. Right. Now, many of you who have been watching us for quite some time might be thinking, wait, I've seen this one before. You guys have said this. And yes, we did say this. Um, he was cleared of attempted murder two months after Brianna's death, but prosecutors were able to bring the charges back up if new evidence came up. A judge ruled that the case was closed and he is no longer able to be uh, charged with attempted murder. Which is fantastic news. Um, and if there is a silver lining of that case, it's that he is not going to be going to prison for, yes, in no-knock raids. So, one, one, there's two, there's actually two silver linings of this horrific story. One is that uh, Kenneth will not be uh, doing any time for defending his home against people that broke in, uh, and also the fact that in Louisville, Kentucky, which is where this happened, uh, they have banned no-knock raids. There will never be a no-knock raid again. Um, and uh, and so that that is good news as well. Uh, unfortunately, someone had to die, and her killers uh, are not being held accountable. And, and I actually want to talk about that briefly. The reason that her killers are not being held accountable is because what they did was perfectly legal. Yes. At the same time, what Kenneth Walker did was perfectly legal. It was legal for the police to break into their home uh, because of this no-knock warrant, and it was legal for Kenneth Walker to defend his home, or their home, against people that broke in without announcing who they were. And this creates a legal fiction that bans shootouts, or, or, that, or this creates a legal fiction that makes shootouts in people's homes legal for all parties, even if someone dies. So it's just a it's it's a terrible thing. We need to end no knock raids. Uh, we got a two dollar donation from Liberty Shamrocker. Thank you for the donation. This is not a microphone. This is not. This is, this is an us problem. This is an internet problem. I have a very nice, expensive microphone here. I'm having to use this because we're having internet issues. If, Thank you for the two dollars. Yeah, if I had my cord for my uh, mixer, all of this would have gone so much smoother. But I lost it in a move, and I had to figure out how to do it a different way very quickly. Uh, something that AG just met, uh, mentioned that uh, that in Kentucky they just recently made it illegal to insult cops, uh, and uh, that definitely, or, or they're they're in the process of that that passed through the legislature. I don't know that that's become the law yet, uh, but we're uh, this is just beyond absurd. Uh, you know, police should not be above insult. They're human beings. <laughs> Bless you. Else, excuse me. And uh, Adam Wakes, uh, he also pointed out uh, there was one officer that did get charged in the Breonna Taylor shooting. He was the one that didn't shoot her. He shot at uh, he, he shot at uh, multiple apartments outside, including the one she was in, and yes. the police were in. So he could have potentially hit one of his fellow officers. He just started randomly shooting into all of the buildings. Because that's smart. Um, and uh, and he was charged. But the ones who actually killed uh, Breonna Taylor were not charged. Right. Now, speaking of Kentucky, if you move just a little bit south, 
just a little bit south to Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's Election and Campaign Finance Subcommittee heard a bill proposal from Bud Hulsey on fair and equal elections. This was what, um, I just blanked on their names. Josh Eckel and uh, Justin Cornett were on my show last week to talk about this. Right. Uh, so they came on to my fellow Americans last week to discuss this. Um, and the bill was heard uh, last Friday, I believe, Thursday or Friday. And uh, it did not go as planned. So currently in Tennessee, third parties need uh, signatures equivalent to 2.5% of the vote total in the last gubernatorial race. Or as of right now, 58,000 signatures to be included on the ballot. Which is insane. A Republican or a Democrat or an Independent needs 25 needs 25 um so a little bit unfair so bud holsey decided that he wanted to make it a little bit more fair he wanted to bring uh the number down from two and a half percent to half a percent to half a percent, which would have been closer to about 12,000-ish, um, 13,000, which still a lot higher than 25, but a much more attainable goal. Um, and again, it's not perfect, uh, but it is a step, and our audio people are going to be so pissed. Um <laughs> It is a step in the right direction. So let's really quickly listen to uh, Representative Shaw and his arguments against why he thinks they need this bill. And please, dear God, I hope all of you can hear this. And I've been looking at this and, to be honest, I've been lobbied a whole lot on this. I really have. Uh, here, here is what I'm wondering. I think, I think in Tennessee, Tennessee you got, got Republican, Democrat, Democrat independent. And, and to, to be, be perfectly, perfectly honest, that's, that's about, about the way Tennesseans think out of one group or the other. They either Democrat or Republican, or they are an independent, which you can choose either one right now. Uh, let's just say Libertarian or Green parties. I don't know which party would come closer to thinking like my party or your party. I don't know. But to add another party to me really takes away from all of us, from your party. When you put somebody cut my mic off, when you put a name on the ticket, if it's a Republican and a Democrat, an independent, Green Party, Libertarian, or whatever, people have tendency to vote with their group more so in some ways than they do for the character of the person that's on the ballot. So I think what we're going to do is split the voters up more. And we're already facing issues right now with the voting, and I mean, I know you know that whole lot of issues right now. And I think we're going to create more havoc by adding 
another party than we are if you just look on the ballot and if you are Republican, you like this guy, this lady, or if you're a Democrat, you like this this fellow or this lady, you're an independent, don't like either one of them. But when you add that other party, then you're going to take votes away from other people that really think and believe the very same thing. I, I just don't, I'm trying to figure out why do we need another party with the system that we've got right now. And, with, and that's with all due respect. I appreciate your efforts here, but I just don't, I can't understand what we are accomplishing. So that, that is now, t- now taking his argument there to its logical conclusion that if you have the voters have more options that you're going to create, you know, di- disruption and havoc, as he put it. Well, then we definitely don't need two parties because that just has two groups of people fighting each other. We need one party and then that way everyone can get along. That's essentially what he said. Essentially. And while you may not live in Tennessee and uh, Representative Shaw may not be your representative, you have a Representative Shaw. I don't care what state you're in. There is there is one. You have a Representative Shaw somewhere in your state who believes exactly what he just said. And that shows you why it is so difficult for third parties, whether it's Libertarian, Green Party, Constitution Party, Reform Parties, the Socialist Party of America, whatever. I don't care. That's why it is so difficult. They make the barriers so high to make it so you cannot run. And they do this time after time because they know once a voice starts getting out there, it's harder to silence it. I can I can really hear the the button click. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's it, this is the mindset of, of Republicans is well, there's only and, and, and the other thing he was saying is that there's basically two ways of thinking, and if you have a problem with that, well, I don't know what to tell you. You got to pick one or two, and you're going to be splitting up those two different groups of people. And then he said people vote in their groups, which is. You know, this is someone saying he wants to divide and conquer. He just can't come out and say that. Uh, there was someone in the comments who said he should have just stopped with saying, I've been lobbied a lot. Yeah, that's correct. That's basically what this is about. Um, now, if that exchange there, if that statement there outrages, do you have the video of the of the vote? I didn't get the because no, Yeah, because you couldn't tell what happened. I was just going to... I can tell you what happened, yeah. So I, I actually showed the video of it, and, and if that doesn't make you mad, if that makes you mad what you just saw, you're about to get a whole hell of a lot more mad because that bill, the free and equal bill, that would knock down the votes required, uh, where is that? But instead of uh, 58,000, it would knock it down to 13,000. From 2.5% from to half a percent. Yeah, yeah. Republicrats still only have to get 25 votes, but everyone else, or uh, ballot signatures, but everyone else has to get 13,000. That passed. It, 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 or it had the votes to 
outnumbered the no's in the voice vote. And the chair of the committee decided that he heard more no's than yeses. Now, this wasn't some difficult thing to hear the difference where there were, you know, 50 people saying yes and 40 people saying no. And, you know, who could possibly tell the difference? It was five to three. Yes versus no. And the chairman illegally and unilaterally. No, no, no. It was five to three, but one of them had to leave. So it was actually five to three. The voice vote was four to three. Oh, okay. They had all they had all already told the chair how they were voting. Oh, so gotcha. They knew that it was a five to three vote, and they instead voted four to three. I was going on it, it, on jo- Yeah, I was going to say on on Josh and Jason's website about it. It said four to yeah. three. Yeah, the voice vote was four to three. Right. He knew it was four to three, and he ruled that it was three to four. That it was four to three against. And he did it illegally, and he did it unilaterally. And now he's refusing to let it come back up for re, for a reconsideration, even though they're getting the signatures of the people who said that they voted for it to say flat out this should have passed through committee because we voted for it to do so. This is what Republicrat, uh, uh, Republicrat dominance looks like. And it's never going to end until we kick them out of office and replace them with libertarian, period. Chad Eagleton said Chris Reynolds took your mic away because you kept cutting your lips. Um, wow. <laughs> Technically, I didn't cut my lips. I stabbed myself in the lips. So that's, that's totally different. And people are right. You do kind of look like you're in prison. Um, I feel like it. Right. <laughs> so do all of our audio, audio listeners on this episode. Um, I need sounds of Spike's microphone. Right. Okay. So, but yeah, uh, like I watched, I watched the, uh, the entire 20 minute video of this or whatever it was. And it, everything about this was egregious. The only, but the only person in there was Bud Halsey, who I was, in, he's a Republican who was fighting for minority parties. And I was like, yeah. all right, good, good on you. Good on you for understanding that they want a different vote, that they want a new voice. They want somebody else out there. Good on you for fighting for this. Yes. To Representative Shaw and to the chairman, uh, fuck you. Um, <laughs> just one for the each of you. Um, yeah, seriously. And they are the... Re- I'm, I'm, coming, I'm coming back. That's I'm fair. Back. They are what is wrong with our entire system. They don't want you to hear these voices. They don't want you to hear... The different voices, the different candidates. They don't. They want to make sure that that the smaller candidates, the the minority parties, don't make it on the on the ballot, because once those candidates make it on the ballot and their voices start being heard, they know that they won't get reelected. Yeah. We are now at a point where we have to kick them out to make sure that we win what we need to win. And it's going to be small. It's going to be you, you need to start small. You need to win the local elections and then work your way up to the state elections and then work your way up to the federal elections. Many times what a lot of us do is we get really hung up on winning the presidency and then we kind of fall off. But and while it is important for us to run for president so that way we can grow the party and all that, you need to keep the fire going 
because you need to run locally. If you are somebody who's interested in running locally, you need to be able to run locally. You need to try to win. You need to take the seats locally, show them that your ideas can work, and then you will move up to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. I'm pantomiming what we need to do. Thank you. Um, Um, so you have some interesting comments today. Uh, so yeah, representative Shaw is, he is what is wrong. <laughs> Got an STD from all the ASMR. <laughs> um, we, uh, if you're, if you're somebody out there who's interested in running, uh, I'm certain that I know somebody who can help you get in on how you're supposed to do that properly. Uh, there also might be a podcast series about how to win an election um, as a libertarian. I think it's called Culture of Winning. Uh, Culture of Winning. Right. Um, and there, there are roadmaps for people out there who want to do this and think that they have a chance of winning. You just have to follow the roadmap. And you know who else is trying to follow a roadmap? <laughs> Diane Feinstein. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, she is going after assault weapons uh, again. She is going after assault weapons again. Um, she is one of the people who helped uh, write the 1994 assault weapons ban. And uh, after it expired in 2004, she has been working to get assault weapons banned once again. She has failed every single time. Uh, but people are really thinking that this is going to be her year. Uh, the bill that she has introduced is very similar to the 1994 bill. Um, it prohibits the manufacture and sale of numerous arbitrarily defined firearms. Uh, it lists 205 military style assault weapons. Um, those are going to be your AR 15s. Your, I don't want to show how little I actually know about guns. Um, so your AK 47s, uh, Right. Um, it also covers. There's, there's effectively no difference between any weapon that shoots two, two, three uh, uh, rifle ammunition, which is a small caliber, medium, small caliber, medium game hunting weapon that you'd use for shooting like wild, small, small wild game, uh, and any other two, two, three uh, semi-automatic weapon. There's literally no real difference in terms of the actual gun itself. One just looks scary. It looks tactical. And that's it. Right. Um, she also covers a bunch of other guns with uh, features that she just doesn't like. Uh, anything with a pistol grip. Uh, anything with a forward grip. Uh, a folding or telescoping stock. A grenade launcher. Um, a barrel shroud or a threaded barrel are some of the things that she has included in this list. Um, now, in contrast with the 1994 definition of what needed 
of what constituted an assault weapon. Uh, it required two or more military-style features. The right. new proposal, um, and like the bills she has been sponsoring since 2013, says one of these additions is enough. Um, wow. So this is, this is exponentially worse than 1994. Yes. Yes. Let me ask you, does it have a 10-year uh, sunset period like uh, the 94 bill? No. Oh, so it's way worse. Wow, this is way worse. So the 94, uh, the 94 uh, assault weapons ban, the only way they were able to get it through was with a 10-year provision that it would expire at the end of 10 years. In 2004, uh, the Republicans were in charge of the House uh, and Senate, and uh, they almost got the numbers to be able to, um, uh, to be able to pass it, but George Bush said he would veto it. Uh, if they passed it, and so it died in in Congress. Uh, one of the few good things that George Bush did, George W. Bush, uh, shout out to W. Uh, he said he would he would veto it, and so they didn't vote for it, and uh, and it died. This one uh, will be permanent, and that is wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, bayonet mounts, which were on the 1994, are no longer listed. No longer listed, uh, but she did list the barrel shroud, and for anybody who doesn't know, that's a covering that protects the shooter's hand from the heat generated by firing a rifle has been included, um, and a rocket launcher that she had on the 2013 bill has been taken off, but grenade launcher still on there. Yeah, because there's no rocket launchers on rifles, but the... Um, so. She's making it illegal to shield your hand from heat. Understand what these things that she's banning are pieces of metal and plastic. Like this is not some advanced, for those who aren't gun people, this is not some advanced, uh, you know, advanced engineered, uh, you know, advanced machinery technology. It's pieces of metal and plastic. Even even the, the machinery involved in making a uh, uh, semi-automatic and auto, uh, auto, auto semi-automatic weapon and automatic weapon is really just uh, a, a couple of changes in the in the met in the the, 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 the positioning and the and the, the, the setup of the metal itself like these are are it's like saying you can have this pen but you can't have it if the has this ah it's a salt pen like there's no it's it is it, these are the most stupid and arbitrary things that make owning a weapon actually less safe as long, if it's a twisty bottom, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. But we don't no no automatic. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. No, but even the same bottle. So like this bottle of water, perfectly fine. <laughs> like it's it's that's that's literally what she's doing with this bill. It, it, it. That is essentially yes. That is what is happening with this bill, um, and. It is going to be going to hearings, I believe, tomorrow or the next day. So they are trying to push this one through as quickly as possible. Yeah. Hope so. Contact your representative. Contact your senators. Tell them that this thing is completely unacceptable. Uh, and, and mention to them the fact that all gun laws are disproportionately used against the poor and people of color and the homeless and the previously convicted and all the people who are always victimized the most disproportionately, the underserved and the marginalized are the ones who will end up filling our prisons, uh, 
hurt anyone, but just for the fact that they own something to defend themselves uh, that they were, were not allowed to have. This is not. This is something that if you live in a rural area out in the middle of nowhere and are you know possibly in a better to do uh, financial situation, you probably can still keep all your stuff and no one will even know. This is something that is going to be used against people who are always the ones that are disproportionately harmed by any of these these laws, whether we're talking about gun control or the war on drugs or anything else. You know, you, you can't go around marching around and saying Black Lives Matter and then turn around and throw black people in jail for having scary black guns. Enough of this. Yep. And if you want to know about uh, people who are disproportionately... taken advantage of. Let's uh, go to our Cuomo accuser counter. Wow. This is fancy. Thanks. I made that today. Jeez. We're up to seven. We're up to seven. We are up to seven now. Wow. That's right. Seven new people, or well, Two new people since last week, and that woman still has not called for Cuomo's resignation. <laughs> really meant to look up her name before the show. Um, the one that said that she, we need to have him not be in office anymore. Um, oh, if, there's a, if there's any more? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She has still not called for his resignation. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, AOC, has. AOC, has. AOC has so has uh, so has uh, Bill de Blasio yep. um, and multiple others multiple other uh, New York Democrats and Democrats across the country um, they've Cuomo is he is now becoming a pariah of the Democratic Party and it is so much fun to watch well, so here's the thing he is I believe that New York does not have a mechanism for recalls so mm -hmm. he can conceivably refuse to step down, and the only recourse they have is to try to primary him the next time around um, to keep him from running as a Democrat again. Um, and he could conceivably win that, and if he wins the Democrat primary, he's more than likely going to win the gubernatorial race. He's not going to be able to run for president after this. No. No, I mean, he murdered 13,000 New Yorkers. Oh, they don't care. They don't care about the Democrats. Do 100%. The people that have been telling you that you are a murderer if you walk outside with a mask do not care that Mario Cuomo not Mario. had policies that killed over 10,000, like 13,000 people yep. by shoving COVID patients in the nursing homes and then lied about it to the authorities. They do not do not out. care. You say you're against lockdowns. You say that you know you don't like the mask mandates or you know whatever. You're a murderer and you're a scumbag and you should be canceled. Mario Cuomo shoves COVID patients into nursing homes and then lies to the, the feds about how many people it killed. No problem whatsoever. But don't you dare touch a woman's head. That's what they're good. That's what's in, and that's fine. You shouldn't touch a woman's head, like the way. And you shouldn't be a skeezy old man who's trying to talk to young women about if they like having sex with old men and stuff like that. He's just he's a scumbag on that too. But I mean, let's talk priorities here. You know, he he, he sexually harassed the seven and counting women. It's not. It's he murdered thirteen thousand people. 
it, it, so it's not even like it's not that he sexually harass like he can't I don't know if it's considered sexual harassment it's 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 not sexual assault it's maybe sexual harassment like is it okay I I've I, I haven't heard anybody actually call it that but it's hard to find somebody calling it that in mainstream media because they're they're looking out they're giving a, the kid glove treatment right it's sexual harassment you don't have to actually like assault anyone it's sexual harassment and he even got physical a couple of times so it's like it's like a really low level sexual assault but it's like sexual harassment especially because a lot of the people he was harassing he was in a position of a direct authority right over them. not just as governor but as like you know their boss yeah um, and uh you know yeah no it's uh he's a real scumbag and he'll probably not have to step down uh, he may end up getting primaried or just not run again, but his his shot of being president. Is, is oh, it's it's before. done. Yeah, it is yeah. done. Yeah. Absolutely done. You know who's not done? Uh, uh, yes. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, the sponsor, the sponsor of the personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law anchor call in moment this is the time in our show in which you our wonderful loved guests viewers listeners watchers whatever you want to call yourselves you get to go to anchor.fm slash muddied waters and you can leave us messages that we will play live on the air and if you are so inclined and want shows with better audio (laughs) give us money you can give us money and if you want this show not to suck <laughs> then you too can give us money please give us money so that way we can do that but uh first before i um because i'm not 100% sure that anchor is going to work so i wanted to show uh we got an email from somebody whose name i'm not going to say i took it out but uh he wanted this, he, this person uh, wanted to tell us how he became a libertarian. Not that one. That one. Um, Matt and Spike, I've been listening to your guys' podcast for a while now and wanted to share how I became libertarian. I grew up in around conservative Republicans, but my grandparents were Democrats. I realized Dems and Repubs were pretty much the same when I came out as gay at 18. My conservative parents were absolutely against me coming out as gay, and to my surprise, so were my Democrat grandparents. This made me start looking into different political parties because I felt left out from both parties, even though one party says they are for the people of the LGBTQ community. After much research, I found that the Libertarian Party has been the true party of championing the rights of LGBTQ people since the party's beginnings. I wanted to thank you guys for your work fighting for freedom. And thank you. Thank you. I don't know if you are watching tonight, but if you are, thank you. We like hearing these stories. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And it's true. The Libertarian Party uh, has been fighting for things like ending the uh, government restrictions on marriage uh, for same-sex couples and even for polyamorous people uh, back when the majority of of Republicans and Democrats still thought people should go to jail for being gay. Um, so we've always been at the forefront of, of uh, LGBTQ rights, 
and not because we see them as a special interest group to pander to, but because it fits in our philosophy of individual rights. We yep. believe in the rights of every person to be who they are uh, without being controlled by others, especially by government, or forced into an arrangement that they don't like. Uh, and that, that includes LGBTQ people. So we are happy and glad to have you here, and thank you so much for, for sharing your story. Yeah. So now it's time for the actual personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. And please, please, dear God, work. Our first call is from Alex from Virginia. Hello, hello, Alex from Virginia calling in on the personal Reynolds attorney, anchor Chris at call-in law moment injury. I have a question today for the two of you. That's like Joe Biden speaking, and I felt like I just had a stroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And get ready for the second half of this show, because that's how all of you are going to feel. About the stimulus bill, quote-unquote, that just passed. And as we all know, for the low, low price of $5,700 plus interest, we could receive $1,400. Terms and conditions may apply. Contact your local government scam artist for more details. And my question about that is... It seemed to me like the Democrats wanted the $2,000 checks. They went down to 1400 in order to kind of appease the Republicans, and still none of the Republicans voted for it. And now I predict that the Democrats are going to cry about it. How accurate of a prediction do you think that might turn out to be? Thank you. So I think what you're... I, I, I think what he's asking... Um, I, I was still stuck on the Joe Biden stroke beginning. Um, I think what he's asking is, are Democrats just going to start passing whatever they want at this time and not even worry about the Republicans? And to that, no, I don't think so. Um, the Republicans still have the filibuster in the Senate uh, until the Democrats get rid of it. Uh, and if, and that's if the Democrats get rid of it, I'm not going to even go out on a limb and say that they're going to, um, but if they get rid of it, you might have some issues, but right now you have Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema who are wielding so much power in the Senate. They understand what would absolutely hurt their communities. Joe Manchin, West Virginia, he knows what would hurt his communities and he knows what will get him elected, reelected, or kicked out of office. He is one of the people who is going to possibly put a stop to things like the gun laws and to $15 minimum wages and to uh, new taxes, potentially. I'm not going to say he's definitely going to do this, but he is like the wall that is going to be standing in the way. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to just send everything through like they kind of wanted to they're going to have a little bit easier of a time than uh the republicans had for the last four years but i do think that they are going to um it doesn't but i do think that it's not going to be as simple of a time yeah it's not the democrats are not a monolith uh, uh on, on the specifics um and yeah, there, it's really a, a very split Senate right now, which is why I, I don't even think the, the gun control thing, or at least that one's not going to pass, I don't, I don't believe. But you should still reach out to your 
uh, your representative and your senators to make it clear how you how you feel about that too, regardless. But no, I, I don't think this. I don't think that they're going to be able to. This is not what the Senate that Barack Obama had, the 60-40 Senate he had, where he was able to just call all the shots. This is a much more divided uh, Senate. And even in the House on certain things, they have a very small uh, majority there, better margins than for them than in the Senate. Uh, I just want to break down some numbers here for this thing it is, okay? We have gotten, uh, uh, well, many of us, not everyone, but many of us have gotten a combined, once this $1,400 stimmy comes through, a combined $3,200, it's not focusing. Anyway, a combined $3,200. Now, put this in perspective, that they have spent so far of the money that they have allotted themselves, if you factor in the stimulus bills, the Federal Reserve spending that has been uh, legislated for and uh, administrative executive actions, they have already spent $6.6 trillion uh, and there's an additional $4.1 trillion for them to spend without having to uh, pass any additional legislation, meaning a total of $10.7 trillion uh, that they will be able to spend probably uh, by sometime in the summer. Um, and again, this is without any additional legislation, they will be able to spend $10.7 trillion. Now, if you take $10.7 trillion and you divide that by the 328 million Americans that we have in this country. Now keep in mind, again, not every American, only about 100 and something million Americans got any stimulus spending, but if you, if you multiplied it by every single American in this country, including babe, newborn, babe, like everyone in this damn country, of any age, convicted felon, everyone, every single person could have gotten $32,621 and 95 cents. Now, we don't support stimulus spending uh, on this show because what's happening instead is you're getting stuck with a bill with interest for $32,621.95 for all the stimulus spending they've spent. That doesn't include all the other money they've spent during that time. But that's what you're getting stuck with a bill, which is why we're against all stimulus spending. But let's just say they went ahead and did the stimulus spending, but instead had simply given you the money directly. How much better off do you think we'd be right now if we all got $32,621.91? Also factoring in that again, even then you'd be screwed because then you'd still be stuck with the bill for it. No, instead, many of us, I think around two-thirds of us, got, nope, there we go, around two-thirds of us have gotten $3,200, a tenth of what all of us could have gotten instead but instead we're getting stuck with a bill for every single american which is actually worse because a lot of americans don't pay income taxes which means that if you if you take it by just the uh 200 and something or so million tax paying americans that pay income taxes your number goes up a lot more that you and future generations will have to pay off in taxes with interest because this was not taxed directly this was printed out by the federal reserve and lent to the federal government in the form of 40-year treasury bills and bonds that you and your children and their children and even their children will have to pay off with interest. With interest. So our next question comes from a first-time caller, and I'm honestly terrified. Here's one from James Ray.
more batshit insane than I thought. And it's not just insane medically, it's also insane agriculturally because seeds, cannabis seeds don't act that way. You can't just have them for that. Anyway, they're insane. Have a good day. They could hear it at the end. They can, okay, so I can't mute my mic. Um, okay, so what James was saying is uh, he's lost a lot of faith in the Republicans in Florida for some reason um, because they have a 10% THC limit on the f- on, 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 uh, Right. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. But, uh, James, if you're shocked by that, man, come on. You've been living in Florida a lot longer than I have. Uh, We passed medical marijuana, and then they said no. They're just like, no, you're not going to get that. And then they ended up having to get it to us, but they gave us the worst version of medical marijuana potentially ever. Um, Nothing about this is new. It's not surprising. And small government Republicans don't believe in weed, so. It's the devil's life. So I actually heard someone who said, uh, I'm a small government Republican, and I, in theory, don't think government should tell you what to put in your body. But the problem is, Democrats smoke weed. And if people smoke weed, they're going to turn into Democrats. And I said, do you smoke weed? And he said, yes. And I said, are you a Democrat? And he said, no, but a lot of them are. And I said, well, I will have you know that you're an idiot because of what you just said. But also, uh, when I smoked weed, I was a Republican. Shortly after I stopped smoking, yep, shortly after I stopped smoking weed and everything else that I was consuming, allegedly, allegedly, uh, Shortly after, I became a libertarian. So it was actually in my sobriety that I stopped being a Republican. Yep. Yeah, uh, it was in my sobriety that I stopped being a Republican, too. Yeah, yeah, it turns out that the, the devil's lettuce will turn you into conservative. Huh. Um, so, yeah. Here is our next question from uh, the laser legend himself, Matthew Hicks. Spike, this is Matt Hicks calling in on the personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor Colin Woman, TM. I keep hearing a lot of talk lately about people losing all their guns in boating accidents. And I just wanted to say that uh, I don't even have a boat. What I have is more guns than friends. I have a 300 foot long driveway with a locked gate seven really loud dogs and cleared fields of fire in every direction. The hell I need to lose guns in a boating accident for? Hashtag was a legend. Well, that's good. But all of us don't have a three, a, a 300 foot driveway and what? parking dogs and a 
I know how many friends Matt Hicks has. And it's a lot. It's a lot. And he has more guns than friends. That is a that is a lot of guns. I think he has a thousand guns. Oh, so not by he he. he I was gonna say he he doesn't have more more like that many more guns than friends like one. Yeah, I know. I think it's like he has nine hundred ninety nine friends. I think every time he gets a friend, he gets another gun. Just to make sure that the the number stays solid. Um, Just so everybody can be armed Should it ever need to come to that In case it gets too bad He can start his own little Matt Hicks army That he's doing But then we're all going to be wearing top hats (laughs) Uh, Top hats Top hats and not catching foxes Uh, Matt's place would be an ideal bug out spot Honestly like I mean he's even got a pool It's nice there He's got a farm And a donkey And a donkey Heavy is relative. Heavy is rel- I can lift things that are heavy to me. Right. I don't know what you need me to lift. But yeah, no, I think I think he does one of two things when he, when he makes a new friend. He either buys a new gun or unfriends an existing friend. And he's got a fixed limit because he, he's like, listen, I don't have enough money to buy another gun. So, uh, hey, yeah, Phil. <laughs> Screw you, Phil. Get out of my life. And that way he can keep the, he can keep the balance going. Now, if you don't have however many acres um, and barking dogs and privacy fences, um, if you want to lose them in a boating accident, I know a guy with a boat. Just saying. Um, Just saying. So here is our next call that I'm not sure who it's from. It is Sarah Andrick, obviously. Hi. Um, I am so annoyed by equal ballot access being shut down in Tennessee, mostly, if anything, or more than anything, rather, because Johnny Shaw's argument as to why is the equivalent of a toddler not wanting new kids to play with him on the playground because he can't control the group and the majority of the outcome anymore. It is so infuriating. And I just wanted to know your opinions on if you think Tennessee is ever going to come around and what is it going to take? Because it blows my mind that somebody in that role and of that age can have an explanation for something that is so remedial. So, thoughts? How do these people be in charge of anything? It hurts my brain. That was... well, yeah, I mean, it, it, the uh, a Republican politician hearing that there are would be more you know parties involved uh, that they wouldn't have control over is pretty much it's almost as extreme as you hear from someone in leadership at the Libertarian Party when they hear that people want to join their party that they can't control. Oh wait, what? Yeah, no, that's uh, that's terrible that uh, that they're doing that in Tennessee and. Uh... <laughs> 
That's a bad thing to happen. That is, that is a terrible thing that happened there. Um, and yeah, honestly, the only way that we're going to be able to change it is to get uh, good libertarians running. Um, yes. liber- and third parties, not just libertarian, third parties across the board and get them running. Um, yeah, for these, these are the kinds of, of, of offices. So there have been libertarians elected to state representative offices, these types of offices, not in Tennessee, but in other states. We're able to do this. And, you know, like Matt said earlier, it's great for us to, to have a presidential ticket. We, we absolutely need it, if for no other reason than ballot access requirements in some states that require us to run a presidential ticket. We need to focus on the races that we can actually win. Local races, state legislative races, regional races, and eventually be able to build up as Matt was saying before, and I was pantomiming while he was saying, build up to having a you know a, a presence where we can actually you know win these bigger races. But that's not going to come until these states stop blocking us and others out, and we can we can win their spots. We can take Johnny Straw's uh, seat. We can take uh, Tony Rudd, I think his name, the, the chairman who illegally decided that it lost. Um, you know, we can take his seat. We can take these people's seats, and then we can we can change things so that. Across the ballot, federal all the way down to local, uh, they have people have more choices. We can get in things like ranked choice voting. That happens at the state level. So let's go win those races. We actually can win them. Let's go do that. Yep, exactly what Spike said. Well, thank baby, thank you for calling in. I do appreciate it. I just I wasn't sure if it was you or if it was um, AOC. Um, <laughs> And that's the last call of the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. Thank you to all who tuned in. If anybody out there wants to be included, all you have to do is visit anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters, and there you can leave messages and uh, donate, and we could potentially hire a sound guy um, and somebody to actually do a lot of this stuff. Uh, that yeah, Someone asked earlier, where can they donate to get me a mic? Again... This is not a microphone problem. This is an internet problem. We had to switch over what we were using because my internet wasn't working, and so I'm having to use my Bluetooth headset because I'm doing it through my phone with phone data, and that's why it sounds like this. But I will not stop you from giving us money. So if you uh, PayPal us at muddiedwatersmedia at gmail.com, give us a bunch of money. Oh, this episode is also brought to you by Joe Soloski, 2022. Yes, it is. For, for governor of Pennsylvania, uh, and if you want to help Joe Solosky run, Joe is the key that Pennsylvania needs for its success. That's not what his phrase is, but that's how I said it. It's close uh, enough. Joe, it's... Joe is the key to Pennsylvania's success, and if you want to help Joe in his run as libertarian for uh, the gubernatorial mansion in Pennsylvania, go to Joe Solosky. That's J O E S O L S J O E. <laughs> J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I dot com uh, you can help him today I forgot to spell that J-O-L just, just a bunch of letters I'm just going to alphabet soup this um <laughs> uh, Jimmy Lee no I don't need I don't need a mixer I need a cord for my mixer my mixer I, I lost the cord in my move um so I don't magic moving accident right <laughs> So uh, I do. I've got a mixer. I was setting it up, and then I went, "Where's the cord that goes to the computer?" And uh, I can't find it anywhere. 
So I need to pick up a new one of those. And should this ever happen again, uh, we will be much more prepared, uh, I hope. Um, so Joe Biden. Joe Biden addressed the nation for the first time in his presidency um, last Thursday. It was on the anniversary of something. Oh, a happy anniversary of 15 days to slow the spread, by the way. That was yes. one year ago today. 15 days to slow the spread. Um, so we're almost, there. we're almost there. I mean, we're really close. Joe Biden said when he got elected, 100 days, if everybody wear a mask for 100 days, all you have to do is wear a mask for 100 days and you... And we'll be through this. We'll be through the worst of this. Um, so Joe Biden spoke, uh, and it started out just as you would think every Joe Biden speech would begin uh, with him messing up the sixth word. Good evening, my fellow Americans. To light. To light. To light. To light. And... I should have let that go a little bit longer. Um, I was making these last night and I should have let it go a little bit longer because he has this moment of, well, I may as well just stop now. <laughs> like he just kind of stares at it for a second, like, nope, messed up that word. Um, but he was, uh, he was there to speak of the one year anniversary of America on lockdown and where we're going. Um, now, throughout the speech, he was throwing out a lot of facts that were carefully cultivated. They were carefully worded to make sure that they weren't exactly false. Uh, but he really, really missed on this one. Nope, not that one. That I one. I card in my pocket with the number of Americans who have died from COVID to date. It's on the back of my schedule. As of now, total deaths in America. 527,726. That's more deaths than World War One, World War Two, Vietnam War, and 9-11 combined. Now, no, it's not. No, it's not. You would think that uh, this one would be relatively easy uh, to check before they state it, uh, but they didn't. Um, the actual death totals, 9-11, we had 2,977. Vietnam, 58,000. These are just, Ameri by the way, these are American deaths. Yeah. Maybe not on 9-11, but the rest of them are. Um, Vietnam, 58,220. World War II, 405,399. World War I, 116,516. For a grand total of 583,112. Now, what he actually said was that's how many people died. Now, if you yeah. include all the people across the world, uh, World War II had roughly 11 million people die. The White House started walking this back immediately, and they said, these are Americans who died in combat during those wars, which, yes, that actually would have made it true by about, That's not what he said. but it's not what he said. He left out Americans and in combat. Yeah, and also, who wants to 
wants to bet that that's going to raise your hand if, if sitting at home watching or listening to this if you think uh, that he's going to get fact checked for saying that. So yeah, now <laughs> he thinks that people who share that video clip or quote him and say he said it and correct it are going to get fact checked by an article saying, well, uh, it's uh, it's missing context, and then explain how he misspoke, and that later his team clarified it, so therefore quoting his own words is false. Right. Yeah. 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 That is absolutely correct. Um, yeah. Now, throughout most throughout most of the speech, for anybody who hasn't seen the entire thing yet, I don't blame you. I just don't. Um, but throughout the entire thing, he was tugging at the emotional heartstrings of Americans. It's been over a year since grandparents have been able to hug their grandchildren, and and parents haven't been able to see their children, and all this, which are all things that he supports. He has supported all of this, and now he's going he to... Supports he supports happen. all of those things because it allows yeah. them to have control. Um, uh, he's, But he was hitting on a lot of these issues. Um, he's... We missed out on graduations. We missed out on graduations. Things we need, like graduations, because he said it like three times. Um birthday. But he supports all of these things. He does. He supports all of these things, the bans or the the not the 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 eliminations of all these things continue. And then he said, but you can have all of them back. All you need to do is get the vaccine. So now he's threatening people <laughs> with continued alienation in their life if they don't something that was created a few months ago in their body, even though it's still undergoing trials, I just want to point out to everyone and we support right to try. You should be able to if you want to take the vaccine, you should take Do the it. vaccine you should be able to get it. All of these restrictions on who can and can't get the all that should be gone you should be able to get it. Whatever you want to get it if you want to get it. I totally 100% support people getting the vaccine if they want to do so even long before that they're in trial. They're still in trial. They are still conducting safety trials and efficacy trials to know is this safe? Is it safe long term? Uh, does it work? And will it work long term? They don't even know for certain that it actually lo reduces transmissibility long term, and they're not for certain that it won't require uh, boosters long ter uh, longer term. Now, it, and it might not. It might be something that the the, uh, the the immunity from the vaccine lasts for years. So far, the immunity seems to be lasting. But again, it's only been around for a few months. It might uh, fade after six to twelve months. We don't know. We don't know. But the point is, we don't know. So telling the entire planet, which is what a presidential address is, telling an entire planet, uh, if you want to be able to see your grandma, uh, you got to take a vaccine that we're still deciding if it's fully safe and fully effective yet, is just, it is... Yeah. So... I, I come up with a word for it. He insinuated that the CDC, not... The government, not not like the actual elected government, not the uh, state governments or the local governments or you, the individual, have the ultimate uh, authority over our own personal freedoms. But he insinuated that the CDC um, has a lot of that uh, has a lot of the authority over that 
by referencing the report that came out last Monday. With new guidance from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, that came out on Monday, it means simply this. Millions and millions of grandparents who went months without being able to hug their grandkids can now do so. And the more people are fully vaccinated, the CD will continue to provide additional guidance on what you can do in the workplace, places of worship with your friends, as well as travel. So there he's saying that the CDC is the, or well, he said the CD, but the CDC is what is in control of what you can do in the workplace, places of worship, travel. No, you do. You have this authority. If you don't work for yourself, your boss has this authority. Um, But anywhere, the CDC does not have this authority. Um, Now, he said that the CDC, he referenced the report that the CDC came out with. I don't know if he read that report, because in that report, he would have noticed this. Uh, after a bunch of different stuff, the only thing you really need to see is that last highlighted part that says daily case and death growth rates before implementation of mask mandates were not statistically different from the reference period. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, had he been paying attention to that report at all, he probably would not have said this. We've turned against one another. A mask, the easiest thing to do to save lives. Sometimes it divides us. That's weird because the CDC said in their report Monday, daily case and death growth rates before implementation of mask mandates were not statistically different from the reference period. Because masks are an effective way, are not an effective way to slow the spread of the virus when you're telling everyone that it protects you from a virus. If without the mask, people stay a few feet away from each other, but with a mask, they feel like they have a freaking force field on, so now they're all next to each other. I see it. I flew over the last 12 months, actually over the last, like, 10 months, I have flown 80 different flights. Literally, I have gotten on an airplane 80 times, okay? And I have seen in airports... People packed together like sardines, not just in the airplanes, but in the airports themselves. Because, by the way, a lot of the airports shut down because they weren't letting people in during the quarantine periods. So that meant more people were having to go into fewer airports, which meant they were even shoved closer together. Turns out rationing stuff and limiting stuff isn't a good way to get people from being close together because we still all have to do things. So they had us shoved together, but thankfully we're wearing masks. I am watching people who can't hear each other because it's already loud in the airport, and so you don't realize when you don't when you aren't able to see someone's mouth, it's harder to hear what they're saying, especially when there's a bunch of other noise. So then people are getting this closer. What was that you said? I said that I'm going to date C7, B7, no C7, and I'm watching their masks do this from the heavy uh, the breathing and, and talking that they're doing. Right at the masks are almost touching each other. Well, say something. No, seven. And But they, they're convinced. I'm safe right now. Now, if instead they were told, hey, schmuck, 
This thing is keeping most particulates from leaving your mask. But it's a fucking virus. You can't stop the virus from... The, virus, the mask, along with continuing to stay away from others, or staying a few feet away from others, helps to reduce it down. But you can't then be all close to each other. You guys will not be wearing it. It would be better if you had to choose one or the other, not have them wear a mask, so that they're still staying, you know, at least three, and I'm not saying stay eight feet away from each other and all that garbage, because what they told you is unless someone's coughing or sneezing, you can still be within six feet of someone, but it takes several minutes of being in close contact with them to actually spread the virus asymptomatically. As long as much as eight to 15 minutes of just sitting there within a few feet of them while they talk. Last year and this year combined, Actually, just last year, over a six-month period, I did 35 states, 70-something flights, 60-something flights. I uh, uh, did um, uh, roughly 100 campaign events, not even including the airports and the airplanes, just including people that you know came to my events and my luncheons and my dinners and my fundraisers and all that. And I was well within six feet of tens of thousands of people, often not wearing a mask. Now, if you include the times that I was around uh, people in airports wearing a mask, you're now in the hundreds of thousands of people that I was around last year. I was around a lot of damn people. I was in the top 001% of people who were around other people within six feet of people, okay? And I stayed negative of COVID the whole time. And I know that because I got tested routinely to make sure I wasn't inadvertently being a super spreader. And the way I was able to do that was that unless I was on an airplane where I literally couldn't be a few feet away from other people, uh, I stayed a few feet away from other people. I stayed like two, three feet away from so come on. Is this C7? No, yeah. Why don't you stay over there, schmuck? Like, and when I was not wearing a mask and I was outside, I would try to do stuff outside. And if I was within a couple of feet of people, I'd only do it for a minute or two. Oh, hey, thanks so much for your support. Want to take a selfie? And then I'd say, hey, thank you for your support. Then I'd go walk to the next person. You can stay safe and, and not have to do this, but just telling everyone what Joe Biden did, which is we can stop deaths by just everyone wearing a mask, is the bullshit that's going to make it go on longer because no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No one said it did. Sorry. Justica. Justica Mitchell wants to know if you can define schmuck. Yes, a schmuck is someone who gets on national fucking television and says, yes, we can stop deaths by wearing a mask when we know that wearing a mask doesn't stop deaths. Now, so wear a mask. Now, so many people are like big on, you know, we still need to wear the mask. We still need to wear a mask. Joe Biden, obviously, as he said it throughout his entire speech. Thankfully, yes, thankfully. 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 Um, thankfully, uh, but if you were to take a look at, I don't know, let's just pick some random states like Florida, uh, Florida counties, <laughs> Florida counties where the mask mandate was removed versus Florida counties where the mask mandate was not removed. Uh, as you can see, the, the spread, the arc, the, the hockey stick, whatever you want to call it, kind of followed the same pattern. But in the area where there was no mask mandate, it was lower. 
this is the difference between people who go, ah, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna make some choices for myself, and people going, hey, we're all wearing masks. That means I can go kiss someone as long as we both got masks on. Just kiss through the mask. Now we're safe. That's the difference. Can you put that back up again? Well, I was gonna say we can use Arizona as well. There we go. Same thing. One group. Hey, I'm gonna make choices for myself because I'm an adult. The other one's going, no. So in in the areas where there are no mask mandates, case, deaths are particular. I think I, I believe both of these are deaths daily new. Oh, that's uh, so in Arizona there's daily new cases. In Florida it's daily new cases. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's cases and deaths are going to track roughly the same. Roughly, they, they, they pretty well standardized the treatment protocol for people with with more you know severe iterations of, of COVID. Now. Biden doesn't care about that. No. no. But what do, what Biden needs, what Biden needs is us. Yes. I need you. The American people, I need you. I need every American. That's not hyperbole. I need you. Just in case you didn't know. Did you say what? Oh, you know what he needs us to do? Do you have that clip? I don't. Oh, damn it, now. I don't. Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it on my computer, and <laughs> I, um, I, I actually wrote that clip into the notes. So what he needs us to do? <laughs> back when he was at Walter Reed Medical Center. Um, back when he was in Walter Reed Medical Center. By the way, you just heard what he whispers the little girls. <laughs> I need you. I need you. America, I need you. Each and every one of you. Each and every one. I need you. That summer's Eve. I need you. Um, the, uh, yes. I need you. I need you. Someone Mario Cuomo him already. Oh, I'm sorry, they already did. And his vice president candidate said, I believe his Andrew Cuomo. And they, what did I say, Mario Cuomo? Yeah, his dad. <laughs> That's a little darker. Uh, can, someone, can someone, Andrew, sorry, let me not get a Secret Service visit. Can we be, can he be Andrew Cuomo? <laughs> not, Mario. not Mario Cuomo. Not Mario Cuomo. Andrew uh, Cuomo. Can he be the alive Cuomo, please? Uh, and have, but he was already Andrew Cuomo. It's arguable that he was already Mario Cuomo. Fair. Uh, <laughs> now, then, towards the end of the twenty-three minute speech, that he took no questions, no questions again. Um, he said he tried to unite the he, he tried to unite the country um, oh, poorly by saying this. I need you to get vaccinated when it's your turn and when you can find an opportunity. And to help your family, your friends, your neighbors get vaccinated as well. Because here's the point. If we do all this, if we do our part, if we do this together, by July the 4th, there's a good chance you, your families and friends 
we'll be able to get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood and have a cookout and a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day. That doesn't mean large events with lots of people together, but it does mean small groups will be able to get together. After this long, hard year, that will make this Independence Day something truly special, where we not only mark our independence as a nation, where we begin to mark our independence from this virus. Guys, if you are waiting to get permission from the chief executive of the federal government to meet with your family in your backyard to celebrate Independence Day, then uh, this ain't Independence Day, folks. Like, give me a break. Nope. I mean, now, like, I under like I understand Trump is he he was terrible. He yeah, narcissistic, egomaniacal, megalomaniac. Oh. Uh, bombastic, obnoxious, terrible policies, policies. but Trump giving this speech would have been completely different from Biden giving this speech. Yes. Trump's would have been similar to something along the lines of, okay, so listen, this 4th of July, it's going to be the best 4th of July in the history of July. It's just the greatest. It's going to be fantastic. The best 4th of July since... It's going to be the best 4th of July since Julius Caesar made July. And in fact, that guy had some good ideas. Let's just call it Trump lie from now on. This this 4th of Trump lie is going to be fantastic. It's going to be just great. It's going to be wonderful. We're going to be block parties everywhere. It's going to be mandated. Block parties everywhere. July Trump. <laughs> Trump lie the 4th. Trump lied to Trump. Trump lied to Trump. 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 But, now granted, obnoxious, bombastic, but I would rather have the block parties in the street. Oh, I would take Trump lie to Trump right now. Oh, yeah, Trump lie to Trump all day. Dystopian nightmare that this schmuck is provoking. Let me, let, first of all, can you imagine being so tone deaf and tin ear that you don't know that an increasing number of Americans are already having block parties in their backyard already because they're so sick of this bullshit to begin with that they're, they're, they're done with it? They're seeing the numbers. They're seeing that the lockdowns did nothing. They're seeing that it has much more to do with your own personal responsibility and the seasonality and population density of different areas than anything doing with government policy. Like, I've seen it. I've seen the same people that were giving me a hard time about campaigning last summer and going, oh my gosh, you're killing all everyone's grandparents that are now going, guys, maybe we should start doing salsas. I mean, I don't want to call out anyone in particular by any stretch of the imagination, but you definitely are not watching this anyway. So, you know, all the people in the salsa, some of the people in the salsa community who were giving me a hard time for dancing in Miami, who are now going, well, maybe we can there was a very small subset of agoraphobic hypochondriac misanthropes who were still going to listen to Joe Biden's thing and go, well, I still don't want to go outside, but it'll be nice if other people can. We are done with this and have been for a while. Putting aside the fact that absent a roughly three or four week voluntary quarantine period that I had after I got really, really sick, after the uh, uh, New Hampshire primary, time, it was this time last year, yeah. that I involuntarily did not go anywhere 
because I went into a doctor's office and said, hey, doc, I'm really sick after being around tens of thousands of people from around the planet. Do I have this coronavirus thing? And she said, we have no way of testing for it. You might. You're negative for the flu and you're not doing too hot. So if you could have COVID, so just stay home for at least two or three weeks. I stayed home for almost a month just to be safe and was making anti-lockdown videos from home. From right over there, I made anti-lockdown videos. And this is how far back that was. When I was making those videos, many of the comments were from people going, you moron, they're never gonna do that here. Yeah, they'll do that in China and Italy and the UK and Canada, but I here. You idiot, and within a month, all of those same people were saying, or well, half of them were saying, oh my God, you were right. And the other half were going, you idiot, if you go outside, you're telling your grandmother. I have been living my life largely the same way that I would have lived my life without these mandates to the best extent that I can, because obviously in some areas you legally could not because of lockdown. And so have many other people. And you know why we didn't get COVID? Because we didn't act like schmucks. Can you define schmuck? Again, a schmuck is someone who gets on national... It's a Yiddish word for someone who gets on national television and tells everyone that despite all scientific evidence to the contrary, uh, if you wear a mask, uh, then you are going to stop people from dying. Especially when you pretend that it gives you magical protection powers against a highly virulent microscopic pathogen and that you can then go around the world and... Hey, everybody, I wear a mask! Let's find out! Get really close because you can't... You can't hear what I'm saying. We're all there together, all talking at the same time. So none of us can hear each other, and you can't even differentiate for who's talking from who. So I'm going to get real close to you, and that'll fix it. And now we're breathing on each other, but it's okay because we're wearing a mask. That's a schmuck. That's a schmuck. So, uh, yeah, Biden's a... <laughs> So Biden's speech uh, really failed to uh, unite anybody. Uh, I'm pretty certain that <laughs> anything he's ever said has failed to unite anybody. Um, but uh, so he went out and you kind of see why he doesn't go out very often and do things. So what was it, hours after signing the federal mask mandate where you have to wear a mask on federal property, he and his extended family went and, and stood in front, and went to the Lincoln Memorial, which last I checked was federal property, and uh, and stood there looking like he was lost. But all of them were wearing ma- were, were not wearing masks. Yep. And they're all dead now. Because, oh, no, no, no one got, oh, no one? Oh. Well, anyway, they weren't wearing masks in violation of his mandate. And when uh, Jen Psaki Jen Psaki about it, she said, well, you know, they take lots of precautions. Yes, so can we. She also said, do you really think that these are the issues that we should be concerning ourselves with right now? Yes. No. Be- yes. Well, it- no, we shouldn't. So, so get rid of the mandate. Right. We should not be worrying about people wearing masks. I, I agree with that. But if he's going to tell everybody else to, yes, we should be worried about whether or not he is. Yes. yes, that is something yes. that we should be concerned about, because why are you creating rules for everybody else in this nation that you and your family don't have to do? That exactly. is unacceptable. 
yes, those are what we need to be focusing on right now, because that is what you and all of your cronies in D.C. and every state capital across the country have been doing for so long is you're making laws for us that you are not going to follow yourself. You're circling back. You're cir- Yeah, you're circling back. Circling it back. And the thing is, and it's like you said, they're doing it across the country, and not only are they showing that they believe themselves above the law, but they're also showing that they don't believe their own bullshit about these mandates. Because if they did, they'd be following them just as strictly as they want you to right. to save their lives! Yep. So who do you have on tomorrow? Tomorrow, I have... I need to get better at this. I... almost like I have a... Um, so tomorrow at, uh, 8 p.m. I'm going to be on Kennedy, uh, on Fox Business. Um, Kennedy is a, uh, is a, is a local news program. <laughs> uh, she's an up and comer. She's a cover. She's a real cover. Uh, and, uh, I, I really see some hopes in her. Uh, I, I think she's doing some fantastic stuff over there. So I want to give her some support. She's doing some big, there. big things. Doing big things over there, over at the Fox Business, and so I'm going to be over. I'm going to be talking. I don't know yet what the subject is or the time, but I will know uh, probably tomorrow. I used they usually tell me around lunchtime what time I'll be on and what the subject's going to be. I might be doing a panel. Last time they had me on two different uh, or a double panel. I was on for like a half hour, um, and uh, so uh, I don't know. I might be debuting my new segment that I have. I, I don't know what they have here, but I'll, I'll be on there. And uh, we'll find out what it's all about. And uh, that will be uh, on at 8 p.m. Eastern is when her show goes from 8 to 9. So some point on there, but follow my social media and we'll let you know when, uh, when we know. Um, and then at 9 p.m. Eastern, I will be on my show, My Fellow Americans. Uh, and I will have on David Preston, who is a journalist and editor. He's the famer, uh, founder of Bama News Now, uh, which is one of the larger independent news outlets uh, in the country, but they're based out of Alabama. We're going to be uh, talking about how uh, independent news is becoming increasingly um, disruptive and divergent in our in our news uh, media cycle, and uh, covering some of the some of the stories he's been uh, he's been writing the past uh, few weeks. And uh, and then on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Well, part of Sunday. On Friday and Saturday, the 19th and 20th of April 2021, May, March of 2021, the 19th and 20th of March 2021, on Friday and Saturday, I will be in beautiful Huntsville, Alabama, uh, for the Libertarian Party of Alabama's convention, uh, where the keynote speaker will be John Mond. We're kind of trading off of each other. I love John. Uh, we were in uh, uh, Georgia this last weekend, and I was the keynote there. And he gave the uh, the final speech there. He gave the closing speech there. Uh, in Alabama, I believe that we're going to do the opposite, where he's going to be the keynote speaker and I'm going to give the closing speech. So we've, we've become bookends for each other. I love I love him. Um, and then uh, I will be also a special live guest on the Seth and Willie Fred show. We'll have to get permission from Joe Biden to make sure that we can have that many people together in someone's backyard. Um, but we're going to be doing the Seth and Willie Fred show uh, at 8.30 on Saturday. And then join us right back here on Tuesday, the 23rd of March. 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 That's the month we're in. Uh, for another fan episode 
and the Muddy Waters agree, where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like the sweet little, little monkeys that we are. And then, uh, and then next <laughs> Wednesday, monkeys. Next Wednesday, my guest is Scott Orton. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's next Wednesday. This Wednesday is David Preston. Next Wednesday, Scott Horton. See me this weekend in Alabama. Uh, we're also having a brunch in Alabama. I just found out on Sunday the 21st. That's And I'll be giving farewell comments. So I'm, I'm giving, I'm, I'm going to be talking a lot this weekend all over the Bama. Are you going to be near Birmingham? I wasn't actually listening. Uh, I don't know if Huntsville's near Birmingham. I have no clue. Pro- probably not close enough. Um, there, there's a great restaurant that you can't eat at now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I don't know why I was gonna tell you about it. Um, there's a great restaurant in Birmingham, Alabama. Well, thankfully and unfortunately, uh, I am not. Huntsville is kind of square between Nashville and and Birmingham. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So to everybody else out there in muddied Watersville, thank you for tuning in. And if you happen, Matt. <laughs> Matt. hey, I have a question. Before we go, quick question: If someone were to try to find us on the internet. Is that even possible? And if so, how? You know, it would be possible. Uh, For those of you out there who, not for this episode, but for many of our episodes, are like the old school listeners who enjoy listening to the sweet, sultry, dulcet tones of our... You probably don't want to hear this episode. It's so terrible for the people listening to this on... What a nightmare. For all of you out there listening on anchor.fm slash muddied waters. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you listening. Thank you, God. That is awful when you do that. That is so bad. It's like ringing in my ears. You can find this in every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Well, that is fantastic. I'm so excited about everything you just said about the internet that I was completely paying attention to. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Let's see what the comments are saying. It's not going to be good. I know it already. Get a room. There's the thing with wings. Yeah, producer, we need to pr- produce. Someone asked me to circle back to schmuck. So, again, in fact, that's actually what we do in Judaism. Whenever a young male is born on the eighth day, we circle back on the schmuck. 
Is that what the Passover is all about? No, that's what circumcisions are about. Oh. Well, thank you all for tuning in. <laughs> we definitely appreciate you tuning in for the train wreck that is episode yes. 186. Yes. In, oh, is, that, is, is next? Next week's 187. 187 on a, on a, a, a valuable member of the law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I hope some Derek Chauvin news comes out. Um... <laughs> On episode, oh god, that would be so perfect. Um, we are like eight hundred ninety-six dollars short of the hot dog. Yeah, it's not even close, guys. You're not gonna get there. At least eight hundred dollars for me to get hit with the salmon hot dog, and now my lips healed for the most part. So we can do it again, but we need the money. But we, yeah, we definitely need the money. Um, I'm not saying you have to give us money. We're gonna keep doing the show, but if we want the salmon hot dog. Production quality, video-wise, is going up, like, by light years. That's, the bar is being raised there. The audio, though, I don't know what to do. <laughs> we, we need an audio guy, and the only way to get that is for you guys to give us money to hit Spike in the face with a salmon dog. You also can't play. Yeah, you can't play a mixed pit tape trap track right now. You're, you're on your phone. Oh, I, oh yeah, because I'm on my phone. Yeah. I yeah. Can't, I can't, I'm on Zoom. I can't. I can't do it right now. Right. Right now, it's just not even yeah, possible. You guys are all getting your simmies. Thank you, Justico. Everyone's getting your your uh, your your simmies. Muddiedwatersmedia at gmail dot com via PayPal. Send to family or friend. Boom! 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 Send to family or friend. And you give us $890, Spike gets hit in the face with a salmon dog. This can be your reality, America. This can. Yeah, this can be real. This can be what all of you have wanted. Future President Spike Cohen, apparently, because that's what I'm now referring to on Kennedy. Um, she seems to know what she's talking about. Um, can get hit with a salmon hot dog thereby completely dismantling any future hopes of him being hurt. For $890. For $890 more dollars, yes. That's a steal. You want to take me off the off the, off the bargain for running for president? That's $890. $890 does that right now. Um, you can certainly try to claim me as an independent. I won't stop you. But they might. So, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you tomorrow with my guest, David Preston. And then I will hopefully see you in Huntsville. I keep looking up at my camera. Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, but thanks so much for tuning in. We love you so much. And where we're going... We don't need roads.